0: you give may we know you more clearly love you more dearly and follow you more nearly day by day praising you with the father and the holy spirit one god now and forever amen you may be seated
1: morning The reading is from the third chapter of 1st Samuel, starting with the first verse. At a time when visions are rare and unexpected, the Lord comes to Samuel and calls him to speak the divine word. Though just a boy, Samuel responds to God obediently, as Eli the priest has taught him to respond. This marks the beginning of Samuel's prophetic ministry. A reading from 1st Samuel. And he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, "Samuel, Samuel," and Samuel said, "Speak, for your servant is listening." The word of the Lord. Be to
0: God. And will you please stand again to receive the gospel? This is from the Gospel of John. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, truly, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Well, a good Jewish man named Sam said he wanted to talk to God so he climbed Mount Sinai to go speak to God. And he encountered God there and he said to God, God, you are so magnificent. You are just wonderful. What is a a thousand years to you? What are 10,000 years to you And God says, 10,000 years are like a minute. And Sam says, God, you are just so great, so magnificent. What is a million dollars to you? And God says, a million dollars is as a penny to me. And Sam says, God, can I have a penny? (laughs) And God says... In a minute. <laughs> so we have, in Scripture, we have these personal encounters between God and human beings. So Samuel, the little boy, remember that story? Remember the whole story? Hannah was his mother. Hannah had no children. Um, Hannah and Elkanah, her husband, go to the temple to pray. Eli, the priest, sees Hannah praying silently. Her lips are moving, and it says he thinks she's drunk or something, but he finds out that she uh, is barren and wants a child. And Eli says, "You will, you know, uh, the next time you come back, you will have a child." And she gives birth to Sam. As she promises, she will dedicate the, her firstborn to the service of the temple. So Samuel is born, and he uh, and she uh, they bring him, Samuel to the temple, and Samuel grows up in the temple, serving uh, Eli and serving the temple. And it says that, by the way, Samuel turns out to be, if you study the Old Testament, Samuel is about the best character there. Even the kings, even King David, King Solomon have their deficits. And even the prophets too, but Samuel seems to be the solid, upright, righteous person. He's a judge. And, of course, he is the one who um, anoints David king. So, back then, the whole idea that God knew who Samuel was, and apparently Samuel didn't know who God was. It says Samuel had not yet known the Lord. And things were pretty corrupt at that time. It says, you know, that not there wasn't a lot of righteousness going on. They had kind of forgotten what they were about. There are a lot of times like this in Israel where they're just going through the motions and they didn't even know God. They weren't following the commandments. They had forgotten the law of the Lord. This is one of those times. And if you go on with the story after this story, it's kind of... It, Eli's uh, sons, the priest's sons are... Serving as priests priests and they're real corrupt. They're doing really bad stuff. And so Samuel, uh, the Lord says to Samuel, this is what's going to happen. Eli is going to um, He's gonna die and his sons are gonna die because they're wicked. This is the Old Testament, you know So this happens. So anyway The Lord knows Samuel In the New Testament lesson, here comes this Nathaniel we don't hear about any other time. By the way, we follow this system called lectionary, so I don't pick out these these scripture passages. It's a system by which, over three years, we cover the three Gospels plus John and Old Testament lessons that relate to them and other lessons. And it's a way for us to be disciplined and try to get the whole of Scriptures because a lot of Christians don't follow any kind of system to do Scripture, and they end up going way off on a tangent because they, they ignore so much, you know. They, they preach or proclaim about one-tenth of Scripture and leave out the other 90%. So anyway, we follow this. And here we have this kind of peculiar gospel about Nathanael, who's not named anywhere else. Nathanael, Philip finds him. And Nathanael says this, how can anything good come out of Nazareth? So Nazareth was kind of a backwater town. And whenever I've preached on this before, I've tried to use different geographical cities to uh, to, uh Illustrate and I always get in trouble, so I'm not going to do that. Think of a cow town in southern Illinois and see, I'm already in trouble. <laughs> a backwater town that's where Jesus comes from. How can anything good come out of Nazareth? That was a, a theme against Jesus. You know, it's like, no, uh, no, the Messiah is not supposed to come from that territory. The Messiah would. Come from Bethlehem, would come from Jerusalem, you know, not far up there. Nathaniel kind of disses Jesus. You know, how can anything good come from Nazareth? And Jesus knows Nathaniel. And he knows what he's saying. He says later, I saw you under the fig tree. What's what's that about? Well, prophecy in Israel, the hopeful blessedness with that everybody would be able to, to sit under their own vines, their own grapevines and their own fig trees. You think about, it's hard to do on this day, on this day but think about the oppressive heat of, of that area and how wonderful it would be to sit under a, a pergola with vines. I don't know if they had pergolas back then but to sit under a fig tree. And of course, the most blessed thing for a good Jew to do was to study the law. I mean, that was considered just, I mean, we consider it, you know, it's like, oh man, that's terrible stuff, we don't read that. But this was a blessing to sit under a fig tree and study the law. So apparently that's what Nathaniel was doing. Jesus sees him, he knows who he is, and Nathaniel's flabbergasted, how do you know how do you know this? So Nathaniel disses Jesus. And you know, if if we wrote uh, the story today, we'd be like Jesus would zap him for doing that, right? How dare you? How dare you say that about me? Oh, well, Jesus doesn't do that. And Philip doesn't it doesn't bother Philip. Philip is, this is a perfect witness. Philip says, come and see, we found the Messiah. Come and see Jesus. And Nathaniel says, come on, out of Nazareth? I don't think so. Philip doesn't argue with him. He says, come and see. Come and see. And I think that is one of our best witnesses. Come and see what it's like. Come and see what it's like to be part of a church. If now that depends on us doing a good job. Doing a good job of looking good. And that means, you know, loving each other. Uh, being quick to acknowledge when we have gone wrong. A lot of people in church don't get that. To be loving. To be a community where people care for each other. And we do that. We do that. We don't do it perfectly, but we do it well. Come and see what it's like to be part of a community where people love you and care for you. And when things are going bad, that they stick by you. That's the ideal church. That's what we need to be about. I was saying earlier, um, wouldn't it be great instead of annual meetings? I'm not, I'm not going to diss our annual meeting, which is coming up in a couple weeks, by the way, (laughs) or three weeks. So I hope you'll be there. But wouldn't it be great if we, instead of having reports, we just had videos, pictures of everything that went on? Uh, We'd probably have to hire someone. Hire someone, maybe to. To take pictures of every activity that goes on, we could have, you know, a, a picture of, of vacation Bible school. We could have a picture of fire pit uh, people. Uh, we could have a picture of, of our our youth uh, activities, uh, and we just put them up there as a report and said, "Okay, this is what we did this year. Maybe we can do that next year. I won't be here next year probably, but." But um, come and see. Come and see what it looks like. That's all Philip says to Nathaniel. Come and see. Nathaniel is flabbergasted. How did Jesus know him? And that reminds us, you know, that that's what we believe is that God knows us. Jesus knows us. That's pretty scary. The psalm that we would have done for today was psalm, uh, one twenty six or twenty six um, the one one about you have searched me out and known me, you know when I sit down, you know when I stand up, you press against me before and behind that 's how intimate God is. God knows us, and yet God loves us yep that's right you know, we think in terms of all right, let me get my, uh, my best clothes on before I encounter God, right? It's like, okay, uh, don't look at me, God. I don't want you to see me right now. But God knows us, and God loves us. Jesus knows Nathaniel. He sees him under the fig tree. He hears the diss, right? How can anything good come out of Nazareth? And yet... Jesus loves Nathanael and loves his disciples and loves us. This strange thing about you will see angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. What's that about? Remember Jacob's dream? He sees the ladder and the angels coming down and going from heaven to earth. Jacob, by the way, was a very deceitful person if you read, if you actually read the the story about Jacob, it's like, why did God decide to work through this guy? I mean, he could have chosen someone else. But God somehow saw in Jacob the future for his people. There was nothing worthy about Jacob, believe me. And yet... God decided to work through him to work to bring a people who would practice righteousness and through that people even though the people uh, failed there would be a Messiah Jesus Christ and so Jesus says you will see the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man ascending for Jesus means being lifted up on the cross lifted up in resurrection lifted up in ascension. You will see the Son of Man lifted up, descending, what's that about? You will see the love of God descending from heaven to earth. We believe in a Savior who loves us. A Savior who says, I know you, and I love you. I know you, and I forgive you, and I love you that's what we celebrate in Jesus and that's why we respond we don't we get it wrong as Christians you know we try to be good in order to earn God's favor instead of acknowledging that we have God's favor we have forgiveness and so we respond by doing good things by loving our neighbor by being a community where there is love and sharing by being a community where the love overflows out into the world. It's important for us to know this and to claim our identity because when we come together and worship, we get inspired, we get tanked up to go out, and share that love with the world, and it's a tough thing to do. But we do it, and by doing this, by coming together, by worshiping, by receiving Jesus' body and blood, a little bit more of God is released, essence of God is released into this world. So come and be filled by this sacrament, the body and blood of Jesus. Come and know that you are loved and that you are forgiven by Jesus. Let us pray. Dear God, you brought us to another day. It's intimidating sometimes to know how much you know us, but at the same time we know that you you love us and you forgive us. Help us to take this knowledge out and to do in turn to our neighbors well, how you have forgiven us and loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.